We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Milwaukee with just 12 points here in the fourth quarter. The Nick defense, a big part of it as Rodney Hood gets that soft touch. And the Knicks will just dribble it out. Knicks snapped their two-game losing streak. They're now 6-3 and three and 4-1 and one on the road as the Bucks fall to under 500. Now 4-5 and five overall, and they lose their fourth straight on their home floor. All right, real talk. Raise your hand if you thought that with the Knicks down 21, they would win by 20 or win at all. 18, excuse me. If your hand is up, you're already lying to me. Unless... Maybe you're psychic. I don't know. Um, I certainly didn't. You know, settling into uh, a nice night in. It's cold out. Kind of hoped for some good basketball. Didn't get that at first, did we? No, we did not. We really didn't. Uh, Knicks were down by uh, double their score. I think it was 38-19. Yes, it was. 38-19 at the end of the first quarter. And lo and behold, they pulled it out. I just pulled it out. They tore Milwaukee a new one. This was like the Toronto game with Julius Randle, elite in the first quarter, and then just slowly but surely getting worse as the game goes on. Flip it around, that's the team, right? The Knicks just abysmal to start. Things worked out. and you Because know, it's funny. Usually, when your team goes 10 of 40 from the field, or from three, excuse me, you're not going to do very well. Uh, and yet... The Knicks won. Yeah. So um, it was a night well spent. We'll get into it. I'm going to check the uh, the super chat here. All right. Let's let's see what we got. Uh, we got Dom Capcitti. Believe it or not, Stonehands Noel could be an answer to our point of attack D issue. Awesome dub on national TV, no less. Yes. Noel did a fantastic job with Giannis. You know, it's the sort of thing where Giannis, it seemed like he wasn't driving to the basket nearly as much as he could. Um I th- when, when he started raining threes in the third quarter, I thought it's over. It's done. Like any chance, this is just like Indiana, any chance of, of inching your way back, you're just not going to get there. And it just seemed like he couldn't do anything. And that's the thing that it wasn't just that. It was also the fact that when Giannis was off the court, the Knicks were winning those non Giannis moments in the first quarter by my count, they lost it by one, but I think in the second and the third, they won it by 10. Um, and then the fourth quarter, I stopped keeping track because, I mean, come on. Um, and also, how much time did he really not have on the court? They, they desperately needed him. Um, so, but yes, I mean, he, he did a nice job, point of attack defense, 
for sure certainly neutralized that. Um, the big thing as well, I mean, it seemed like in the first half, Milwaukee just had their way with the Knicks in the, ter- in the sense of driving and kicking. The amount of corner threes that Milwaukee was able to create throughout the first half was infuriating. It was even more so that it was guys like Grayson Allen and, and Wara and Connaughton hitting these shots to the point where it just felt like it wouldn't catch up with them. Uh, fortunately, there was some form of regression, and the Knicks were able to neutralize a lot of that. Not just because of that, but also I think we can say, well, th- there are a few names that are certainly worth highlighting, but um, I got to start with Derrick Rose. I mean, how could I not start with Derrick Rose? Ever since the second unit showed up on the scene in the first half, it became a brand new ball game. He, he breathed so much life. And it's incredible how different this Knicks team is when he's not doing well, like the previous two games, which was the first losing streak that the Knicks had. Um, and tonight, where he was just electric finding players, making the right reads um, on defense too. I mean, it just, just everything about his game was everything the Knicks needed. And it was so welcomed because it just, Kembo was scoreless in the first half. Um, Fournier couldn't get it going either. Um, but Derrick Rose came in like the tried and true floor general he is. He made some magic happen, baby. And that's all it is. Um, next, we got Dan Hidalgo. We've been better with Kemba on the bench. Lack of defense and driving are anti-tibs. I see his role decreasing, and I don't know if that's a bad thing. So this is what I was actually looking at uh, prior to the game. We know that the Knicks do love driving. At least that's one thing that they did last year. They were one of the top 10 teams in terms of drives per game. And it's one of the big things with Alfred Payton, where he wasn't good at driving, but he drove a lot. He wasn't good at passing out of drives, but he still forced the defense. Um, And, you know, it comes to a point where, yes, Kemba, his free throw rate is the lowest it's been. Sure. I'm sure that, you know, maybe the, the new foul calls is a bit of a factor, but he's just not driving as much as he can. And so when you look at the top Knicks who are driving, there's like entering today, uh, five of them, four out of five are sandwiched, right? It's a mixture of basically Derek Rose, Steph Curry. And then I want to say Kemba, RJ Randall. And it's all kind of like that hovering around that eight drives per game. And if you're the Knicks, I mean, I think Derrick Rose was like 60th entering today. So clearly there's an issue. And if Derrick's leading the way and, and he's closing, which, again, I, I think Derrick Rose can be the best point guard on this team. Uh, he probably is the best point guard on this team. In fact, I shouldn't even say probably. Why qualify it? He's the best point guard on this team. He's in the role that he needs to be, which is coming off of the bench, which is excelling. The question then with Kemba is what he can then do to be able to stay in the game. Because, of course, if you're not making the most of your opportunity, what are you really doing? I mean, you know, when, when the three-point shot also comes down a bit, is naturally it's going to regress. He's not going to shoot 50-plus percent for the year. you got to contribute in other ways. I mean, I, I'm with you. I, I think that the lack of defense is a problem, but I think, as you're saying, Dan, the lack of drive might be an even bigger dish issue here um, and certainly something to, to keep in mind moving forward. I, I, you know, to the point where he's seeing a, a huge decrease in minutes – Maybe. I mean, what? He played 15 minutes tonight. I don't know how much lower he can go than that. I, you know, he's the starting point guard. We know that Tibbs wasn't changing the starting lineup much at all last year. He's pretty set in his rotations and, and giving that. Um, so I don't, I don't think his role is going to be much more diminished than it was tonight. And he didn't get a whole lot of playing time. And fortunately, Derek Rose was there and was able to play. Uh, next in the Super Chat. Jeremy E. needed this. Also crazy how RJ still can't get a call. I know. I 
I'm with you. It's it's crazy to me how he can spend so much time around the rim and beautiful. He, I mean, I thought there were some times, yes, he, he flubbed a couple now and then, but the moves he's making, and especially how he's pushing and transitioning, you know, early on with the turnovers wasn't great, um, but kind of slowed it down for him while still keeping that pace up um, while moving. And um, But yeah, you know, the, the fact that he's not getting the calls I'd like to think it'll happen with time. I think it also happens with reputation. The fact is that we're now talking about RJ having 20 consecutive 20 point games, what, six times in a row now? That's uh, two thirds of the season. He's going to get there. It's just a matter of when. Of course, adding more strength and, and you know, continuing to finish. That's the other thing, finishing in contact. That should also help draw more fouls. But, um, but no, this, they absolutely needed this because then you go into this mindset, right, where Right now, the Knicks are six and three. They did five and four, three straight losses, going to a game against the Cavs on Sunday evening, which is no longer a gimme game. I mean, with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, with Garland's been able to, to be impactful, Ricky Rubio, they're, they're not an easy opponent. And the risk of falling to 500 when the expectations are that this is an above 500 team, uh, and you hope that they can maintain that for quite a while, that's important. You know, this, I think tonight was a measuring stick to some degree. Of course, the Bucks are missing Chris Middleton. They're missing Brooke Lopez. It's Drew Holiday's first game back. But again, I mean, this is a Knicks team that also has played down to its opponents. And to me, if you're playing up to this type of talent, even if they're losing their fourth straight game at home, you got to get it. If the standings are that tightly bunched up at the end, this win means a ton. And also, if Milwaukee is kind of sleepwalking through the regular season, if that happens, and there's a head-to-head, and the Knicks are, you know, hopefully one, if not two, maybe, the wins away against the, the Bucs. I think they play them three times, and all three times are, like, within the first 25 games of the season. So, important to to beat a really good team early. Um, so, yes, and hopefully the next time the Bucs play the Knicks, which is next week. Um, RJ can get the call, and hopefully RJ can get more calls uh, starting on Sunday. That would be really nice. Um, let's see. What we got next? What do we got next? Decided to scroll down on me, folks. Give me one minute. All right, here we are. C.T. Pittman. Let's go. Needed this win. A lot of good things happening in the second half. A ton. A ton of good things happening in the second half. Um, what really impressed me as well, if you look – how many points per quarter the Bucks have scored? Beautiful downward slope. In fact, I, I was really hoping that it would end in single, single digits. It didn't. Really unfortunate. But, you know, I'll, I'll take 15 because it, it was like eight with two and a half minutes to go. And by that point, the Knicks were in a commanding lead to the point where I felt like I could tweet about it and it wouldn't jinx it. Sure enough, for once, it didn't jinx it. Uh, Robert W. Cross, what did you do with Andrew Claudio? Hashtag 53 wins. Andrew, uh, like the good movie film buff that he is, went to see the Eternals tonight. I'm really curious about what his opinion is. Um, I'm a Marvel fan. Heard some not so great things about it. Eager to see it soon. So, uh, Andrew, let me know. Uh, Young Lido says, imagine being the team that lets Knox score. LOL. Yeah. Um, I was thinking that if you asked a Bucks fan, about if they would see a Kevin Knox sighting tonight, they'd probably think that they were blowing out the Knicks after losing to Indiana and losing to Toronto the game after that. Not the case. No. Uh, Milwaukee saw Kevin Knox and Jericho Sims and Quentin Grimes. Sure enough, seeing minutes. Um, 
wasn't impactful, didn't need to be, although I thought Knox had some nice rebounds. Will that change anything? It will not, but it was nice. It was very nice to see Kevin Knox uh, do his thing. And uh, what, one, one of two from the line? Can say he made a free throw this year? It's fine by me. Uh, let's see. Thank you, Henry, or excuse me, Harry Donner. Appreciate it. Uh, Ryan Huang. Huge defining win. We need to see more of this offense when the three isn't going down. Nerland's contract not looking too bad now, is it, Jeremy? No, it is not. Once again, the moment that we got clarification on that third year, loved it. And it's still doing well. I mean, this is his second game back, right? And as we said, or as I said earlier, it was the whole fact that he was able to kind of neutralize Giannis. Um, and there were some clutch rebounds, beautiful block that he had in the fourth quarter. Like He had it going on in a night where Mitch was maybe not at his best. Um and that's important. That's you need that type of player. And it's it's nice also that he said before the game uh, it was a hamstring injury, not a knee problem. For someone who has you know maybe had a little bit more wear and tear in the knee area, it's nice to hear that it wasn't maybe more structural. Um, of course, I say this not as a doctor, but with my limited understanding, it's it's nice to know that he's able to rest, get back to 100, percent and um, it was worth it, right? You wouldn't want Nerlens Noel hopping around basically on one leg. He came back when he was ready, healthy, worked out, contract. It's looking nice. It's looking looking real nice. Um, Charm City Nick fan. Yeah, I got nothing. But you know what? You know who else had nothing? The Bucks in the second half. So you got that in common with them, Charm City, baby. Uh, Aussie Knicks fan. Hey, Jeremy, great to have you here in your best French accent. Could you please recreate the iconic I love Derek Rose? Of course, um, Austin Nick fan is talking about, uh, I'm probably going to mispronounce the name, but Greisman, the French football player who uh, is just incredible. Um, so he grabbed the mic at an award show after he had just won a major award. Uh, and they said, uh, English, you know, it's, it's in English. And he said, I love Derek Rose. And that was that. So I hope that was satisfactory enough for you uh, to any French people who are watching. Um, je suis désolé. Uh, but I shall be moving on to the next one. Uh, Harry Donner, once again, one more casual. One, wow. Uh, <laughs> you know where my head's at. Um, one more cause that win felt like two. Yes, it really did. Um, it was a tale of two halves. And it's the sort of thing where that Indiana game was so frustrating because it, it felt so close, right? Every time the Knicks would inch back and they didn't. And this type of win against the reigning champions, again, I don't, really care if two of them are missing. They're still very good, even if they're on the slump. They are. They deserve the respect. Um, Giannis looked incredible to start with. Came into Milwaukee and won. Uh, Robert McGinley. Not about tonight's game specifically, but good or bad, how great is it to have a team and games we can be finally invested in? We've come a long way. Let's go Knicks. I couldn't agree more, Robert. You know, I think the, the thing about with Knicks fans is the highs are so high, but the lows are so low, right? You know, it's, it's like we've almost forgotten that two years ago, this was a gutted, rudderless roster uh, that had David Fisdale uh, running things. And there were questions about RJ Barrett and was Julius Randle the guy and flash forward to where we're at now. Uh, RJ Barrett is the guy he's doing all right. Uh, Julius Randall had a great game. I thought overall, you know, he did the effort as well was really there. Um, yes. There were moments I thought with closeouts and with RJ too, not great, but again, he, he seemed locked in. It seemed like he was actually present something that maybe 
the vibes from us as, as us armchair GMs, we maybe didn't think was there, but with these games actually meaning something, I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of people who maybe saw the first quarter uh, and said, screw it. I, I want to enjoy my Friday night. I worked hard this week. Um, I want to just, you know, do that. Or maybe they'd work in the next morning and, and they just didn't want to deal with it. And they claw their way back and they keep doing it. And then they finally take the lead and they don't look back. They just crushed them. They crushed Milwaukee the moment they had the chance. And that was the biggest concern I had as well, which was, okay, you're winning. You're winning by double digits. Are you going to risk squandering it again? And they didn't. And I thought the other thing that um, was like kind of a tale of two games is that, of course, when um, when Randall tried to tip the ball in and, um, you know, a couple weeks ago, instead of taking time off the clock, the stress involved because the Knicks could have had an opportunity to, to just close out without any drama. Tonight, RJ got the rebound, didn't force it, held back, let the game mature a little bit more, wound up working out in their favor. Nick. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Next basketball is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet for Knicks tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that all other sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all their NBA tickets. Don't believe it? If you could find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. When the Knicks schedule came out, there are definitely certain dates we all circled on the calendar. October 20th against the Celtics, Christmas Day against the Hawks, January 12th against the Mavericks, even April 6th against Brooklyn. Whether on the road or in the garden, TickPick has you covered. Visit TickPick.com slash filmschool today to save $10 on your first order of Knicks tickets. That's TickPick.com slash filmschool to save $10 on your first order of Knicks tickets today. Anthony Sixto, let's go. Perfect game to quiet the panic. How important is that third contributor for this offense, whether it's Rose off bench or Kemba slash Forney? Incredibly so, right? I mean, the the ability to pull up K 
catch and shoot, spotting up, any of it. Having someone who can create offense and and do everything we saw that Derrick Rose did tonight, that is exactly what the Knicks are missing. What they're missing is a key that player consistently. And that's not to say that Rose can't in general be consistent, but I think it's worth pointing out that maybe Rose also isn't a long-term solution. And if the Knicks are looking long-term, then maybe Rose isn't that guy. And then you have to turn to Kemba. Okay, is Kemba going to be that guy? Is Evan Fournier going to be that guy? And both are struggling. And I think that there is a bit of a problem when you're two marquee free agents this year, right? I mean, so many other players were just retained. The two guys that you got that you can't finish games with them, you know, that's a bit of a concern. But tonight, who gives a crap? They won. They did it. Derrick Rose led the way. So consistently, yes, uh, it's nice when it happens. It's gotta, I want to see more of it uh, with a little less uh, blood pressure issues going on. But for right now, worked out just fine. Um, this is from Jonathan Macri. Oh, you aren't nearly as handsome as the normal guy, but this is some phenomenal analysis. Um, listen, I agree. Andrew is a sexy man, really beautiful guy. Uh, he's got a kind heart, too. John's fine. But Andrew is, is just, you know, I love him. And I'm glad that the streak has been snapped. Um, the, the Tibbs impersonation streak has been completely snapped. And so has the, my, you know, going to a Knicks game and uh, them losing every game after that. So Andrew, look at us. Who'd have thought? Not me. Um, next we have Tyler Michelle's Noel and Rose. Great. How about IQ and Randall? Thumbs up. My birthday is tomorrow. Happy birthday, Tyler. This is an early birthday gift for me. We needed a win. Go Knicks and KFS. All right, I want to talk about IQ. Um, I had mentioned yesterday on Twitter, you know, I, I know that some people had have this idea in mind of putting Grimes in for IQ. I just don't necessarily see why Tibbs does that. I, to me, that's a panic move, right? It, respectfully, it's the sort of thing where it's like, oh my God, something's not working. We've lost two games in a row. We got to make a change. Sometimes just sticking with something and seeing how it works, that's fine. Like that, that to me makes perfect sense. Um, but with Grimes, it's the sort of thing where he just, he's not going to get a lot of time. Like we saw, garbage time, right? Or final possessions of a, of a half, especially on defense. Uh, we saw McBride do that too. Um, or if a guy's injured, the Knicks have not, knock on wood, had any players who have been injured to fill that spot. Um, but with Quickly, I, I think he's just a slow starter. You know, I, if you go back and look at what Emmanuel Quickly's first uh, 11 games of the season, right? The reason I say 11 is because he missed four of them due to an injury. So he played seven out of 11 games. And despite that, he shot 26% from the field and 22% from three. Averaged 5.7 points a game. Um, entering tonight, he played every game, 5.3 points per game. 27% from the field. 21% from three. So it matches up almost perfectly in a lot of ways with with what he's not able to do. And when you enter tonight, three of 22 unopened shots, that's just a problem period. That's that like, to me, that's just, okay. Keep attempting those shots. Keep doing it. It'll come. And that's the thing. It's like, there are plays that quickly makes that I feel like if you are genuinely upset a lot of the time by how he's playing, because the shot isn't falling, you might be looking a little bit more at the box score. Like the, the most impressive thing to me tonight, honestly, um, and, and some may disagree, but I thought when he 
pushed the pace a bit in transition, and he made a beautiful pass to Obi, who, of course, was fouled. So the box score isn't going to show any of that, but it was like that, that instinct, that ability to find Obi, the connection that they have as he's streaking down the side. That, I thought, was just such a nice example of the growth that he's making. And, and it's a make-or-miss league, right? Look how many guys are missing. You think Damian Lillard, Bradley Beal, any of these elite players? And, and Cade was like, what? one of 16 or something from three coming into tonight. So it's something ridiculous. Um, so it, you, you got to sort of just let these guys feel it out. Maybe it's the ball for some players. It is for some, it's not. I mean, th- that's the interesting thing, right? The Knicks had not shot 40 threes per game uh, for a bit. That was a problem. Cause when they were doing it, they were winning tonight. They only hit 10 of them. And yet they still shot 43s and they won obviously crushing it on the offensive glass, uh, and just rebounding in general is very nice. That's like that, those are some of the things that matter. Fast break points. It didn't seem like it was nearly as much of an issue. So cleaning those things up, and then hitting the shots that you're able to make. Yes, quickly still needs to do a little bit more around the rim. We'll get there for now. Just you know the ability to pull up to to maybe hit some clutch baskets. Super important, I think, his defense, especially earlier this week, stood out. Tonight I thought it was good too. So, um, yes, happy birthday once again. Early birthday, Tyler. Um, moving on. Moving on up. Uh, Jason M. What's up, Jeremy? This was a good win, but I'm still worried about our perimeter defense, especially against teams with good guards. Yes, 100%. You see, I look at this team and I see, I see a high floor. I don't see a higher ceiling. This needs to be improved. I'm not disagreeing with Jason at all in terms of perimeter D. For me, it's kind of like the, the trade-off of the offense versus the defense. Um, I'm hopeful, of course, that it gels a little bit more. Um, I'm sure some of you may have seen a tweet about how the lack of perimeter defense and, and Alfred Payton, and look, that, that is not the reason why. It, it, I think the fact that it is early in the season, their miscommunications, um, yes, Walker and Fournier had time together in Boston, but it's still a new scheme. There are three other players around them as well when they play. Uh, it, it, it definitely needs to be addressed, but it's the sort of thing where it might just really be guys finding their spots, communicating a little bit better. And, and again, the effort. If Randall continues to show the effort that I thought he did, I thought it was much better tonight, that I think kind of rubs off on other guys. And, and before you know it, there's a serious brand of basketball and you're bringing back the defense. Um, I think there are some issues that are going to plague the Knicks on defense all year. I still think transition defense might be there but uh, or might be one of them. But as a whole – you know, it's it's just I think it just needs a little bit more time to come together. And and these things I feel like have a way of figuring themselves out. But it does remind me of when uh when Jimmy Butler played the full year. I mean, he was injured for some of that time, of course, but when he was on the Wolves, uh, I want to say that they finished with the fourth best offensive rating in the NBA. Uh, and they finished like twenty-sixth or twenty-seventh in defense. It's hard not to look at that team and be like, oh. How many parallels are there in terms of what the Knicks are doing now and what the, the Timberwolves were doing then? I still think it's a little too early to really get there again. It's only been nine games. We are just past the 10% mark of the season. Um, but 100%, Jason, I agree. There, there do need to be perimeter issues uh, ironed out. Hopefully it's sooner than later, but um, but they, they do need to be fixed in order for this team to be uh, taken more seriously. Um, worldwide Knicks. Hi, Jeremy. Big difference. Having not one competent PG, but two, if one is off like tonight, the other is stepping up crazy game. hundred percent. This is where depth really comes into play. 
The Knicks absolutely need this level of depth. It's so great that they are able to basically take players that are on the roster and for most of them present a carbon copy of them. Uh, not, you know, not to a T of course, but so much so with the overlapping skills that you feel like you can, you can play off of those skill set. You know that assuming the Knicks don't go small, for example, uh, you're probably going to have a rim protector in Mitchell Robinson or New Orleans Noel um, packing the paint, being the last line of defense, that sort of thing. Um, hopefully you also, as I said earlier, you have uh, a point guard who's maybe driving more. You have guards who can pull up, who can hit that catch and shoot. But yes, it's so imperative that the Knicks have someone who can create offense more. Uh, and even when one player maybe isn't on his A game, the other one can be. So it's great. Uh, Reverend John Ortiz, the moment Rose checked in, the game changed for the Knicks. It really did. I mean, it was crystal clear. What he was able to do was so important for that second unit to turn the whole game around, the entire vibe of everything that was going on. Um, you know, it, he just, he looked so aggressive and, and that spark kind of came out. It wasn't there. There was no joy going on. And Derek Rose comes on the court, he hits some some beautiful runners and, and floaters and banks off the glass. And before you know it, it just, it feels like a different team and it, it completely revived them. So I'm with you, Reverend. That is a hundred percent the case. Um, all right. This thing keeps, uh, it's fun where it, where it gets to, you know, you're just scrolling through things and then it just jumps, but we persevere. Nevertheless, like the Knicks, we don't give up. Uh, no, from Andrew Claudio. Hi, Jeremy, big fan of your brain. Thank you. Just wanted to say go Knicks and everyone should see Eternals, which is admittedly long, but in all caps, nowhere near the dumpster fire their reviews led it to be. All right. I I appreciate that. That is good to know. Um, I still have to see Shang-Chi. I've not seen Shang-Chi. I thought it was going to be on demand a while ago. It wasn't. It's coming, I think, in a week or so. Really excited to see that as well. It's going to be a big month for me. Huge month for Marvel. Um, again, from Worldwide Knicks, thought Tibbs can't make adjustments. Yeah. He definitely can. Um, no, he, he certainly can. Did a really nice job. I thought also not having Burks in there was pretty important. You know, Burks was very not impactful at all. Certainly closed, was in foul trouble for a bit, but Knicks didn't really need him. And they basically played with a nine-man rotation uh, for a lot of the game. And it, it worked. It worked just fine. Um, which is then why, of course, adding more players to the rotation normally, you know, that's just not his thing. Tibbs likes clean 10-man rotations and having guys in their usual roles and letting them do their thing. Uh, from Kevin Danishevsky, the rebounding was awesome tonight. It absolutely was. Great to say uh, IQ hit shots tonight. I think Max said it on the halftime stream. People forgot about Noel's impact. Yeah, again, I, I think offensively, Nerlens Noel, it's safe to say, has just terrible hands. Defensively, he doesn't need to use his fingers as much, can just swat it away. But but even still, his ability, as, as I was saying earlier, to lock in, um, to switch. I thought he switched really nicely onto Portis as well. Um, being on, on Giannis, it was so crucial. And, you know, could Taj have done that? Perhaps. But it's the sort of thing where, like, there's a reason why Noel was signed to be Mitch's backup. And he closed the game for a reason. Again, it's not that Taj necessarily can't do it. But it's the sort of thing where that's the beauty of this team. There are enough options where you can share you can share responsibilities. It doesn't have to be just what's going on. Um, so it's it's really nice to see him be able to, to put in the work, especially after being injured. Uh, from Kenneth Escalana, then quickly played good, seeing he is hunger for points. I mean, listen, I would be hungry for points as well if I was just not hitting the side of a barn when I was shooting. Uh, I, but it didn't. It never seems like he's forcing it to me. 
like at least it I shouldn't say never. It doesn't feel it feels like he's mostly in the flow of the game. Uh, I thought in the beginning of the game in the first quarter specifically, you know, um, maybe one of the first half too, but definitely the first quarter. If you go back and you look at the the Knicks shot chart as a whole, I think they took 11 threes from 27 feet or more out. I think they hit one of them. Um, it was just really not good shots selection. And I feel like with quickly, it's rare that that happens. You know, he's, he's a smart player. He's got a high IQ for a guy named IQ. And it works out nicely. And I just, I feel like when he has that opportunity and he's kind of locked in, even mentally, even if he's not hitting the shots, right? It only motivates him further. So like I was saying before, where he struggled um, when, when last season in terms of shooting, he, if you look at the games after that, he was electric, like just really high quality here. I, I actually, I have it up now. Um, it decided to reload on me. But here we go. So in game eight, 19 points, 23 points in game 10. Or excuse me, game eight, 19, 23, 17, 11, 5, 8, 31, 6, 25, 25, 16, 9, 12, 5, 7, 16, 22, 16. I could go on. Point being is that he's locked in. This is this like it's we're starting to see a pattern here. And I'm curious next year if we see the same thing. Um that would be something worth monitoring. But, you know, I'm glad he was hungry to do it, but at his own pace. Again, he's he's not this shot-chucking player who doesn't have anything but tunnel vision, and, and it's a problem. He, he can be patient, and I think that's really important. Uh, Boston Nick, awesome to see you on here, Jeremy. What are your thoughts on Kemba? Too early to make adjustments. I know he's a proven vet, but, look, uh, but looks at times he might be doing too much and just playing struggles. I, you know, I think – Kemba's just got to keep doing what he's doing for the most part, um, at least from Tibbs' perspective. From from Kemba, I would like to see him, you know, drive more. Uh, the, but the knees just aren't what they used to be. You know, like this is the thing with Kemba. You're not getting a max guy. You're getting a guy who's probably worth $9 million. If Kemba were a max player worth anywhere near that contract, he wouldn't be on the Knicks. He would be somewhere else, and the Thunder wouldn't have bought him out and paid $28 million a year or whatever for, for the amount that he's getting uh, and next year too. So I think that at a certain point we, and we're seeing these limitations now, we have to say this is just kind of who Kemba's going to be. Um, but you hope that the shots keep falling, right? You hope the, the distributing is, is important. Like I said, love to see him drive, maybe get to the line more, all of that. But defensively, he takes great charges. That's something he did a fantastic job of last year. I want to say he took – like 18 or 22 charges, which was more than the Knicks took as an entire team last season. Uh, not to mention he played in 43 games and the Knicks played 72. So, you know, every little bit helps, but the perimeter defense and Kemba, I just, I think it can gel a little bit more, but I just, I think there's a lower ceiling on it because of, of who he is and where he is at his career. But again, if you can have Derek Rose step in, then we don't have to necessarily worry about, Kemba Walker tonight, we can just, and not to say you, you are Boston, but we can just celebrate it, um, celebrate Derrick Rose. And, um, and I think that's, that's super important. And again, it's a new game on Sunday. Hopefully Kemba can uh, pick apart. I, I honestly don't know how good that's going to be because uh, like I said, the Mobley Allen pairing is terrifyingly ferocious. So I don't know if he's getting anywhere near the rim on Sunday, but maybe on Monday in that game, that could be something else. Um, so we'll see. Maybe there's some sort of up, uh, upgrade there. 
or update on his hands. Um, next, thank you all for, for your comments. This is really awesome. Um, Will Oliver, good to see you on the post game live, Jay. What is showing by Noel? Did so much to impact the game. Good character win all around by the entire team. Yep, this this was like a big 15 type moment, you know? Um, it just was a cohesive thing that everyone was a part of, except for maybe Alec Burks. But he, he had some important minutes towards the end when uh, Tibbs essentially closed with him. So, yes, this, this is a huge picking up. And we don't have to talk about, again, the risk of the Knicks falling to 5-5 five and five in a season where we all have high expectations. Because why shouldn't we? We're New Yorkers and this team is fun and they overachieved last year. So why can't they overachieve even more so? Uh, not just achieve, but overachieve, right? Exactly. And if you're not a New Yorker, you're still a Knicks fan. You're included too. It's all love. You get in here. It's a group hug, you know, uh, six feet away and, and countries away, but we're all in this together. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Leon C., wow. Thank you, Leon. Um, It seems that our losses are against teams we're favored against. If we can be consistent and not play down in the competition, this team is dangerous. Completely agree. That's a nice thing. Got to focus at least... If let me put it this way, nine games into the season, right? Let's say you didn't know the results of any of this. And I said to you, the Knicks are six and three. And three of those wins are against Milwaukee, Philadelphia, and Boston. You'd be pretty ecstatic. You would you would say, all right, this team's and how could I forget? Chicago, right? If the fourth team was Chicago and I told you, hey, the Bulls are are better than than People think, certainly myself, uh, and, and what I thought the Bulls would be, four of those wins. That's really good. That's great. So, yes, it, it's you have then your your Orlando game, the second one. Uh, you have your New Orleans game, which could have gotten way out of hand. I still think Indiana is a better team than their record has them as. Uh, they're just – to me, they're a very solid average team, right? They've got some good starters and – if Miles Turner is raining threes on you, then you just tip your hat and, and move on to the next one, and that's what the Knicks did. So, you know, it's like as long as the Knicks can – it's almost like they have to come from behind in order to make things fun and, and win a game. But, uh, you know, yes, as long as they take their opponents seriously, no matter who's coming to the Garden, whether it's the Thunder, who just beat the Lakers twice, coming back from huge double-digit deficits, um, or the reigning champs. You have to take each opponent seriously. Do that. You're going to be just fine. Uh, again, from uh, Kevin uh, Danishevsky, just to defend my Grimes take, if IQ is really off 
in the first half. It may be prudent to try out in the second half. Shouldn't be a threat to rotation spot. Sure. I, yes. I think if you want to do, if someone's really like terrible, I, I hear the idea of, you know, getting some sort of in-game adjustment. Some guy just doesn't have it. Maybe he's not feeling well. He's hurt. Something. I, I understand doing it. But yes, in terms of a, a swapping someone out full time, I think someone would have to just show no effort and fall way out of the rotation. Um, like Knox last year, you know, I mean, it, it wasn't that he didn't show effort per se. It's just he wasn't good enough. And when the corner threes aren't, aren't falling, and even when they are, it's a problem. And of course, losses rotation spot. It's a little bit trickier now because the Knicks are a deeper team. They're a better team than they were last year. It's a little harder to, to kind of crack that egg. But yeah, if there if there's like spot minutes in a game where it's just not happening for someone, Tibbs wants to get a little funky and switch things up, that is definitely not the worst thing by any stretch, no. Um, so yeah, listen, this, this is, uh, as we're kind of reading through all of these, um, <laughs> funny, uh, Jeremy, treat yourself to a bucket of J. Tim's. For those of you who may know the Connecticut area, J. Timothy's, Incredible wings. I am unfortunately not near Connecticut. I'm uh, I'm in, I'm in New Jersey. Um, I know, I know, but it's great here. I've really been enjoying it. But regardless, uh, I will. I might have to when I see my parents Thanksgiving. Might have to make an extra uh, hour and a half to build in just to get those uh, those sweet wings because they're good. They're really good. Um, a lot of people talking about chicken cutlets. Listen, John. If you're watching or if you're not, I know deep down you're scarfing down some chicken cutties, baby. You have to. With a win like tonight, how could you not, right? Uh, even if you had a full dinner, regardless, you're eating those chicken cutlets. And everyone, all of us, we should all have chicken cutlets. Um, so, yes, you know, this thing is going on. All right. See some uh, some Jersey fans going on here um, for sure. But, uh, yes. Okay, all right. We got even more. Jay Tim's fans in the chat. So this is uh, wings are a thinking man's cutlet. That is that is true. Um, so yeah, you know, I mean, this this is kind of put a, a nice, beautiful bow on it. And if anyone wants to keep contributing to the chat, I certainly won't stop you. Um, but this was the type of win where it just it feels so good. It feels so good to beat the Bucks, especially. I mean, last year the Knicks beat the Bucks twice, right? One of those games, it was just a ridiculous three-point barrage and and first one of the season. Um, And then, of course, the last time the Knicks were in Milwaukee, Mitchell Robinson goes down with his injury. Um, And it's just like the juxtaposition to me of Derrick Rose talking with MSG and him learning about Mitch's foot injury and how crestfallen he is versus tonight where he's once again electric, gets the win, and it's just just good things, you know, assuming nothing comes out in, in later on after tonight, in which case it's it's all my fault, of course. Um, just the ability and the difference of, of how this feels compared to the last one. Um, it's so it, it just feels so satisfying. So, you know, it, it, things aren't going to be solved overnight. Right. But to me, this is like I'm hopeful that this is a turning point, especially on the defensive end of like, all right. Listen, we can go into Milwaukee and and come back from 21 points down. We can go to Chicago and win for 45 minutes and barely hang on for the remaining three. You can do that if you're if you're the Knicks. 
And there's going to be a tough schedule coming up after the Cavs. Uh, play the Sixers, play the Bucks again. It's not going to be easy. And these are just the types of win. This is the type of win where it just, it does so much, right? Like I said, you don't have to worry about the risk of falling to 500 now. And, and if you can play Cleveland and beat Cleveland, you're seven and three through 10. I, I mean, if you look at that and then think back to how we were just a few days ago, things can change. Things can change. So um, hopefully everything goes well on Sunday. It's a 6 p.m. Eastern game. Um, and it'd be nice if the Knicks could win that. It'd be nice if the Knicks could win all of the remaining games and go 79 and 3. Be pretty sweet. I would think so. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, sticking around for, for another couple minutes, just see if uh, anything going on with the chat. But, um, again, this, this went from a miserable night where I was expecting, you know, a barrage of, of messages, just people venting it, and I would have been like, let it out, go for it. Happy days are here again. That's the way it is. Um, so, again, I mean, and you know what? I, I, I want to just point out another comment that Dan just made, which is about Randall. Um, I, yes, I, I, I really thought that he looked far better out there. You know, maybe the, the energy from game to game, it's, it's hard to analyze, um, you know, body language consistently, right? Because if, unless we're at the game and, we're, I, I, and you're, you're focusing on one player and, and just kind of keeping your eye on them the whole time, it's tough. You only see what the camera shows you, especially if you're sitting at home or at a bar or wherever you are. And that's not 48 minutes of basketball. That's, you know, various points of time. So it's easy for us to kind of pick and choose the moments that, you know, either go into our narrative or, or go against it. It can just be really hard to get inside of a person's head. Um, but when, you know, he, does he ISO sometimes a bit too much? Yes. Is he forcing things at times? A hundred percent. But I feel like nights like tonight where he wasn't even his best self, but he did such a great job of attacking, um, of uh, boxing out a bit more, of rebounding. Uh, he had a killer block and his ability to, to also get the rebound and stay in bounds. Like, that's the sort of effort. And I think that's the other thing, right? If the Knicks had lost this game, it would have felt depressing. But if the effort's there, I know that I can kind of hang my hat on that because it just feels like good things are going. Like, even if you're not winning, you are trying. You are, you are invested emotionally in the game. You care as much about this, hopefully more, than I do as a fan sitting on my butt watching it. Um, and they were locked in. They were focused. It, it took a real lashing in the first quarter. Um, but they, they rebounded nicely, pun intended, but also in the non-physical rebounding standpoint. They, they did a nice job. Um, and I thought, you know, RJ uh, wasn't as efficient, but again, like a star is being born. That that's like that to me. This this feels like a star is born, and he makes he would make a great Lady Gaga, in my opinion. Um, I feel like you know I love that movie, but um, I don't know. It, it also hopefully doesn't mean that it has to end in uh, disaster for the two for the duo. Uh, maybe it's the sort of thing where they just you know play well together and win games together like tonight while also having help with a point guard who uh, can just 
control and command and score at will and distribute and push the pace and, and defend when you need him to. So um, it's a good night. It was a really, really fun night. Uh, so as always, you know, I, uh, I really appreciate you all coming on here uh, and joining me. I know that John will be back. At least John should be back for the uh, Sunday game against Cleveland. And then we will be recording our weekly podcast on uh, after that as well. So um, I look forward to that. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Uh, but take tonight. Enjoy yourself. Do whatever you need to do, you know, sit back, relax, watch a movie, do something. I'll probably watch 30 Rock or Seinfeld. I got to watch Succession. I'm an episode behind. That's me. You do you. (laughs) Take it easy, everyone. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And uh, go Knicks. Oh, and uh, death to Bing Bong. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.